0: And welcome to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, the fight podcast. I'm your host, the underground King Serge Vicente. And this is morning. I say we got some fun, man. We got some morning coffee and fight news today, man. So we got morning coffee and fight news, and we're going to have a good time. We're going to go ahead and break down all the events this past weekend, especially these two main events. And uh, before, so we, let's just go ahead and jump into it. On today's menu, we're going to talk about the incredible fight that happened this weekend between, at Lightweight, you know what we're talking about, Teofimo Lopez defeated. He goes out here and defeats uh, Vasily Lomachenko. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the rest of the card Is Edgar Berlanga the real deal? We're also going to go ahead and jump over to MMA on the MMA side as well. We have to talk about this weekend's fight night with Brian Ortega and the Korean Zombie. That fight had so, so much implications and title implications. Um, Dane already said the winner of that fight is going to end up getting a title shot. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump on into episode 238 of the greatest combat sports. to a show of the entire universe. All right, man. Um, hope you guys had a great weekend, man. I, I know I did. It's been a little warm out here, man. Uh, I know fall is happening. I, I'm 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 a Chicago dude, so I'm really used to having everything, you know, around this time of year starting to get cool, hoodie season, you know, tech fleece season. Everyone's used to it, man. But over here, I'm in LA, yo, fam. It's like 90 degrees. It even hit 100 in some places in LA this this past week. So it's been absolutely uh, beautiful outside, but man, what more can we talk about, man? I I, I know we can talk about how beautiful it is. I- I'm telling you guys, I want you guys to enjoy this upcoming week. And before we get into it, remember, man, always show some love to our sponsors, Everlast. We have Everlast, obviously. Um, uh, we love Everlast, what they do, man. Everlast, Nug Club Official, as well as... Um, and CBD Pure, man Check them all out Uh, Also, make sure you hit us up, man Hit us up uh, You can see it all on the uh, IG page And the website We have newsletters coming around On our newsletter You get our Spotify playlist Along with so many different other things, man Also, you get a direct link To the training program that we have A lot of people do not, do not know uh, I actually am a certified strength and conditioning coach. I've been doing this for a very, very long time. We work with pro athletes up into retired people. So we have great deals for you guys there as well. So a uh, whole bunch of stuff in the newsletter, a whole bunch of great things happening for you guys. And, uh, look, this is what we're going to go ahead and rock out. So, uh, let's go ahead and jump on into it today. Like we said, it is morning coffee and fight news. So salute to all you guys. It is still morning out here and on the West coast. Uh, get my little sip of Bustelo here and, and we will keep it rocking. But I'd be remiss to talk about this, man. And we have to talk about it this past weekend. MGM Grand Garden Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada, in the bubble out there. We're starting with some boxing. Teofimo Lopez upsets Vasily Lomachenko with scores of 117, 111, 119, 102. 116 112 to go ahead and actually become the youngest undisputed unified champion in boxing history man that is an incredible thing Teofimo Lopez is only 23 years old man this kid is absolutely a uh a, a pro not even a prospect man he he's a, a savant he's one of those guys man so let's go ahead and talk about it. let's jump into it obviously Teofimo go ahead and upset some man um let me talk about the, just the thoughts of the fight And I think a lot of us, when we looked at this fight, even myself, one of the big things I always talked about is, yes, we all knew that Teofimo had skills, and and being the fact that he had skills was great, but Lomachenko is that guy that all of us looked at as almost like the boogeyman, he's someone who is so calculated he is you know 398 you know um 396 amateur fights only one defeat two gold medals um he's completely run through everybody in the professional ranks had a belt in his for his second professional fight and he's someone who a lot of us have looked at as the number one pound for pound boxer in the entire world so when we saw this this matchup we we all pretty much looked at it and kind of Throw it out there and said, "Look, at the end of the day, this is one of those fights that is going to be power versus experience, power and youth versus um, versus versus skill and intellect." And what we got was something that I think a lot of us didn't expect. We expected that at the end of the day, if if Teofimo actually had an opportunity to win this fight, it would strictly be from him catching him early. That's how all of us anticipated this to actually go down. If he catches him early, if and only if he catches him early, that is the only way that this fight ends up going down. This is the only way that um that people actually look at Teo Fimo and actually say, Okay, this is how he's gonna win. This is the only path to victory we saw. What we did not expect was was a clinic, man, it was a class in out there and um and here, here's the thing. I'll be very honest with you guys. When I look at these judges' score cards, first and foremost, I know Harold Letterman's daughter is somebody that, you know, boxing people love and people really hold Harold Letterman to a high standard. Harold Letterman's daughter is not Harold Letterman. She is a terrible, terrible, terrible judge. She's been a terrible judge for an extremely long time. And if anybody saw that fight and saw that it was literally – teofimo just blasted through lomachenko and lomachenko only won one round you are sorely sorely mistaken. i had this fight honestly i was i've watched it a number of times already and um and i was one of those people that after looking at it again i can i can see a path to victory for both i absolutely see teofimo winning i have teofimo winning by one round if anything um, I actually won the fight originally came. I actually, uh, scored it the exact same way that Andre Ward scored the fight. And I had it 114, 114. Um, I can see it 115, 113 for both men. And so, so let me just say this, this is not a robbery in any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think a lot of people, if you look at Twitter afterwards, believe that Loma won and believe that Loma came on in the end, because here's the thing, the way the fight worked out the first six rounds, Teofimo won five of them. The last six rounds, Lomachenko won five of them, Um, and I think it was really, really clear the ones that both fighters ended up winning. Um, The only reason that Lomachenko did not win those early rounds was because of inactivity, so let's talk about the inactivity for a hot second, okay? A lot of people look at that and say, oh, man, you know, why wasn't Loma getting off, and I even had people hitting me up and saying, oh, Lomachenko was scared, and this and that. No, man. These are upper echelon guys. Somebody who's had over 400 career fights isn't afraid of anybody. Let's, let's just keep it a bean. He's not afraid of anybody out there. Um, what it was was let's give Teofimo props. It was Teofimo's game. He limited uh, uh, Lomachenko. He, he pretty much was setting traps and wasn't allowing Lomachenko to get off. Was it a little bit because of his size? Of course. Was it the threat of power? Absolutely. But it was because of Teofimo Lopez. That is what happened. It wasn't because of what one person was afraid or anything. It was the game plan. It was a beautiful game plan that was executed to perfection, especially in in the first half of the fight. So when you look at it, man, that's what happened. It wasn't that one guy was afraid. It wasn't that, you know, oh, why didn't he do it? Come on, what's wrong with him? Why doesn't he do this? fam the reason that he didn't do it is because teofimo had an amazing game plan and he limited lomachenko he made a point that lomachenko wasn't able to get off he he pushed lomachenko back now did he pushed him back every time that lomachenko tried to end up getting getting off he ended up catching him on the half beat throwing a jab to his body mess making a move around so it was even a little bit more difficult for him to get off now was Lomachenko able to eventually start getting going? And we saw that happen roughly around the seventh round. And that's where Lomachenko absolutely took the fight over to the point that if we actually look at it, we think about who had who in more damage, who had who really at a point where the fight looked like it might be stopped. The only time that happened was Lomachenko when he was putting the yammers on him in the back half of the fight. But salute to to Teofimo Lopez for digging out not allowing the fight to go out there because the, you can tell the thing that Loma's team was banking on. And one thing I do want to talk about is this. Who was to blame for Loma's performance? Again, again a lot of people are saying that Loma didn't get off. A lot of people didn't say different things. But who's to blame? Um, a couple of different things. First and foremost is Teofimo Lopez teofimo did his job he 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 executed to perfection and one thing when the fight seemed like it might be getting out of hand he dug deep he dug super deep he sat in the pocket and he made sure that 12th round was was what legends are made of he went out there and he made sure he fought his ass off he went out there and just I'm not going to say he dominated the round because he didn't. It wasn't a domination. They tried to make it seem like it was just a one-sided round. It was a very close round still, but he did enough to stop the wave of Lomachenko. Now, granted, now that we look, go ahead and look at the uh, the scorecards, it really doesn't matter. Um, win or lose, I mean, th- those judges were all kind of off on this, but um, let's go ahead and look at the numbers really fast. Lomachenko lands 141 out of 321 strikes for 44%. Uh uh Teofimo Lopez scores 183 for 695 for 28% jabs. Loma landed 60 63 jabs in comparison to Lopez's 35. So, Lomachenko does what he normally does. He lands at an extremely high percentage. The difference was is that he the inactivity. He gave away too many rounds and this brings me to my point. Who was the one to blame? I have to go with Papachenko even more than what I'm going to say with with, uh, with Teofimo Lopez. I have to take Papachenko because if you listen to what was actually going on in the corner, and if you listen to what he was actually saying to him in the corner, he there was no sense of urgency. Stay patient. Stay cool. Stay patient. It'll come. They were just expecting Teofimo to break. They expected him to break. They expected him to just... Just disappear and he wouldn't. That kid had his own will. That kid is hungry. And his dad, and again, let, let's let's give some props to his dad. I killed his dad. A lot of people were killing his pops for talking out his ass. And at the end of the day, this kid went out here and executed the way he wanted to. And he proved that that, that Papa T the Papa Tio shit, he knows more about boxing than the rest of us, man. Um, one thing it is, and I have to bring this part up. Um, that I loved, that I loved, I loved, I loved um, from Teofimo Lopez is what he said after the fight. And one thing he said after the fight, he says this, is I'm not here to pick and choose who I want to fight because I want to keep my quote unquote O and defend my title. Everyone wants to be like Mayweather. In order to be like Mayweather, you gotta fight like Pretty Boy first. You gotta fight those guys they don't think will you uh, that you'll beat. And that was Teofimo Lopez said that after the fight. And you know what, man? I love that. That is how you're supposed to be. And that is what I, my knock for boxing has been for years. I've said this time and time again. Yo, boxing. The reason MMA is kicking your ass right now is because in MMA, the best fight the best. We'll talk about in a minute. Look at the Korean zombie and uh, Brian Ortega. The best are fighting the best. You do not see this in boxing as often as you do in MMA. And you have guys like Teofimo Lopez that at the end of the day are going out here and legitimately saying, look, man, I'm not here to fuck around. I'm not here to sit here and, and, and play no games. I'm here to win and fight the best of the best. So with that being said, who should both of these men fight next? Well, look, let's talk about this. They call this the unified title, right? They say he's the first undisputed title holder. He's not. He's technically not. The WBC belt that he holds is not the real WBC. It's the franchise belt. Um, It's a fake belt. And this is, again, something that boxing needs to stop doing. Stop giving away so many damn belts just to make somebody look better and better. The person who legitimately holds that belt. Now, how did he get it? I'm not, again, the politics of boxing. But the person who actually holds that belt is Devin Haney. Devin Haney, for those who listen to the Fight Podcast know, is a kid that I'm extremely high on. Devin Haney is somebody who I think would actually give Teofimo Lopez a lot of trouble. Um, I think it'd be a great fight. I'm not saying that he'd win that fight, but he would give Teofimo a lot of trouble. So that there is a fight. And they even talked about it after the fight. Devin Haney would be an amazing fight. Also, who's also in this weight class, Tank Davis. Tank Davis has a tough fight coming up with Leo Santa Cruz. Um, And actually, this would be really interesting because at the end of the day, if Tank Davis wins, I would love to see a Tank Davis, Teofimo Lopez fight. And I would love to see on the other side of Vasily Lomachenko versus Leo Santa Cruz on the other side as well. That or two amazing matchups that I would love to see. But again, we don't know what these guys are going to do. It does not seem as if they're going to give him like a a soft touch afterwards. It seems like they're going to still keep pushing this kid forward. But also, let's think about 140, because at the end of the day, this kid is not a 135 pounder he is not just a lightweight he is big for the weight class and since he is also big for this weight class let's look at 140. let's look at guys like Josh Taylor who is is the is the is the um, the unified champ up at 140 who just beat riguru Regis progre and he won the undisputed title of their monster in Josh Taylor let's also see him go out there and compete against guys like jose Ramirez jose Ramirez absolute beast these are matchups that i think will be amazing and boxing is in good hands yo boxing is in such good hands these are the guys These are the matchups that we want to see Uh, also let's talk about really quick before we move on to the next one let's talk about boxing in terms of um, the future for boxing man the future of boxing is tight super tight because let's think about this man not only do we have devin haney Tank Davis, Teofimo Lopez, Ryan Garcia, dude, Jose Ramirez. All these guys are are lightweights, man. These guys are right there. This weight class is going to end up being between 130 and 147. This is going to be the future of the sport. And we're going to see some amazing matchups for years to come as long as politics don't get involved. But it seems like these young guys are calling each other out. It seems like these young guys legitimately want greatness. Let's stop trying to be money Mayweather, like Teofimo said. Let's make a point and let's be pretty boy. Salute to the man, man. I love what I'm seeing. Um, Anything else I want to say about this fight? Let me look through it, man. I got all my notes and stuff. Uh, Oh, man. Speaking of this car, this fight, we'll go ahead and put a button on it. We'll talk about this at another time. Um, We'll also have the guru b camp coming on this week and a couple of the guys will have our uh, combat sports roundtable and we'll have a really really good time and and discussing uh what's happening there as well that'll be coming to you guys within the next day or so uh, check out the Fight Podcast uh, social media pages and everywhere else, man. If you guys have an opportunity, like you said, everywhere podcasts are available, man. We're on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. We're also on the fightpodcast.com. Listen, like, subscribe, share. Check us out on the Fight Podcast uh, IG page, social media, everything at the Fight Podcast. All right? Um, all right. So um, also on this card, man, we had Edgar Berlanga. Edgar Berlanga, man, is a guy that I have been high on it for a very long time. This dude is a beast, man. We talked about him on the show before. Uh, He went out there and 15 15 wins, 15 first-round knockouts, undefeated, man, a super middleweight. This guy is an absolute beast. Is he the real deal? I believe he is. Was the fight stoppage a little quick? Yeah, but at the end of the day, he definitely had his man hurt. What's next for this kid? I think it is absolutely time. Let's give him... He has to get a step up in competition, but it's absolutely time to start giving him his own cards. Let him headline his own cards. Let him headline his card. Let him headline and let people really get behind this kid, man. He has the skills. He has, you know brooklyn stand up man we're brooklyn at you had two brooklyn boys go out there and and just do work man teofimo and as well as um as Edgar berlanga man they went out there did absolute damage man he is incredible i would love to see him like i said in the future against david benavidez uh, david benavidez um i'd like to see him against any of those guys at uh at um at at super middleweight man those guys are are nasty you know I love that weight class that that's Caleb Plant David Benavidez all those guys man um the Darrell brothers like I said before that is who I would love to see him with I want to see him against a veteran a veteran who is durable let's see what he does against the guys like one of the the Andre the Darrell brothers if he can get past one of them Then we give him the David Benavidez. Then he has an opportunity. He is lined up to fight Canelo in the future. That is what I want to see for Edgar Berlanga. BK, you know, Brooklyn, stand up. Puerto Rico, stand up, man. We got one. I love it, man. Salute to Edgar Berlanga, man. He was the other one who really stood out to me on that card. All right, Uh, let me take a little sip because this is morning coffee and fight news. Keep going, like I said, man, got to. We out here. <laughs> Hope you guys are having a good day, man. You guys have, a, have to have a good week. Uh, it's, uh, I know it's been crazy. Um, you know, people getting out there. Yo, make sure you guys, if you haven't already, make sure you vote. Uh, super important to get ourselves out here and, and be active. I know a lot of people, I hear people talking, oh man, I live in the blue state. My vote doesn't count. No dummy, your vote does count. Okay. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, in terms of all the small courts coming up, there is a lot in terms of all the you know the, the 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 little people that you wouldn't you know think about. It's not just a popularity contest. It's not just about the president. It's about so much more. So go out there, do your part as an American, as a legitimate American citizen, vote, and uh, and 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 let's get this fuck boy out of office, right? Yeah. All <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, let's move right along, man. Let's go ahead and move into. And it's some MMA, man. Um, This, the, the card itself, it is what it is, man. But the UFC over in Fight Island has continually put on incredible main events, all right? And this was no different. We had Brian Ortega, the return, the return of Brian Ortega. And yo, Brian Ortega goes out there and just dominated the Korean zombie. And I'll be very honest with you guys. This is something that I did not see. I didn't see this coming. And the reason that I didn't see this coming is because of three key factors. Okay. Let me put this right. so You guys see one, two, three, my three key factors. I did not see this first and foremost, 22 month layoff. There was a 22 month layoff when we saw uh, last saw Brian Ortega, and that is a long time and not to be active, especially in a sport that evolves as quickly. Number two, the the long layoff happened not only just because of injury, because the ass whooping that he took at the hands of Max Holloway, he was outclassed completely. So when you see that, on top of that, some things don't make sense. And third and finally, I have to say, it's because Brian Ortega changed camps. When you see fighters change camps, when you see fighters go out there and and essentially You know, are making this many changes, yo, it's always a sign that things aren't really good at home. It's a sign that things aren't happening well. And after watching this fight, yo, all that was bullshit. Cause he went out there and looked like he's never left. Brian Ortega went out here. Let me let me let you guys see this number, man. These numbers. Brian Ortega landed 59% of his significant strikes. 127 out of 212, 127 strikes is the highest that he has ever landed in a fight. That is more than he landed against the ass that he took and the volume that he took against Max Holloway. That is a first thing. 127 strikes is a lot. Secondly, 59%. That is so high in spe- specifically because on average, Brian Ortega only lands 33%. He only lands 33% normally in his strikes. He usually absorbs, I talked about this last time out, he lands four strikes per round, for, per minute, but he absorbs uh, But he absorbs eight. So when you see a striker who is as accurate and is, as polished as a Korean zombie, when you look at him, you think about it, you're like, fuck, man, I don't see this going well for Brian Ortega. Well, Brian Ortega did a couple of different things in this fight, man. He looked like the elite striker. He was the one that was calculated, the way he slid back and forth, he 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 mixed up his striking up top to the body down low, and second round, he ended up catching, now, he hurt the, the Korean zombie in the first round, caught him with a straight, dropped him, seemed like he recovered, but at the end of the day, the second round, spinning back elbow, second time I've seen the zombie, he seems like he might be susceptible to getting, <laughs> getting caught with spinning shit, right, <laughs> so he got caught, with a spinning back elbow man got fucking blasted he ends up getting blasted with a spinning back elbow and even to his own you know ad- admission he never recovered so he got through a salute to him but yo brian ortega man looked incredible goes out there um shaved his dome again we all thought he might have been messing up missing weight we don't know what was happening there man but he man salute to that man he went out there and proved a lot of us wrong um and when i see this one thousand percent. He was clean. He was crisp. And in my opinion, he absolutely deserves the next title shot at one forty five. Which also, this is awesome. We needed life at one forty five. We did not need another rematch. Granted, most of us believe Max Holloway should be the champion at one hundred and forty five pounds. But it is Alexander Volkanovski. We cannot because we didn't think the fight. He won that fight. We can't give it to Max Holloway again. The division needs to move on. And now the division is moving on, which if you asked me a week ago, if I believe that Brian Ortega could actually beat Alexander Volkanovsky, i say, fuck no. But after watching this, what he can do on the ground and with the way he looked with his striking, he can absolutely win this fight. Brian Ortega looked incredible, man. You got to give that man some love. He went out there and completely dominated that fight. And uh, and that's who he should fight next. He should fight the winner. Uh, he should fight um, Alexander Volkanovsky next. Hopefully, we get that fight before the end of this year. Okay, um, What should be next for the Korean Zombie? Um, Look, man, should he fall in the rankings? No, he shouldn't fall at all in the rankings. He should still be in the top five. He's still a badass. He just lost to the better man this time out. And that's not a problem, man. He took an L. It is what it is. That's what happens when you fight the best of the best. There's nothing wrong with that. And that is why I'm not even mad. People making it seem like Loma's washed. Lomachenko ain't washed. He took a loss. And he'll be back. And not only can he be back, he can literally beat this guy. He almost got Teofimo Lopez out of there. So the same thing I'm going to say about Korean Zombie. He ain't going nowhere. The dude is an absolute monster. At the end of the day, what's going to end up happening? Um, I would like to see him fight Edson Barbosa. Edson Barbosa is now at 145 pounds. He looks good. He got a win at 145 pounds. And now, realistically, you know that is a fight that I love to see, and it can really have contendership um, implications, man. Uh, it's a it's a fight against veterans. It's a fight against two guys that are willing to put on a show. It's a guy against a, um, two guys that we can tell have been can be hurt. You can tell guys who can hurt people. Those are the fights that make it, they, they're they willing to put themselves on the line uh, for entertainment, and both of those guys are doing that, so no shame in, in, in the game to take an L on that one, man, uh, salute uh, to Brian Ortega, T-City, man, is back, and uh, man, T-City's good for the sport, man, so I'm happy to see him back, man, LA stand up, all right, uh, last but certainly not least. Let's talk about Jessica Andrade. Jessica Andrade gets a first round body shot stoppage uh, to Caitlin Coogan. man. Caitlin Coogan is a nasty striker, veteran of the game. has been around for a very long time, and she just got blasted out. This was her first fight in terms of Jessica Andrade's fight at 125 pounds. She's fought at 35. She's fought at 15. Now she's at 25, which seems like it's probably her best weight class. And when you look at it, dude. I mean, she is a problem. Heavy hands, really great grappling. Um, that body shot you rarely see women finish other women with body shots. She l- looked like she hit that girl with a damn shotgun blocky, and her ass was just folded up, man. It's one of the craziest body shots you ever fucking see. You should go check it out if you haven't already. We'll go ahead and have that link to that in the on the fight podcast IG page. Um, but what it brings to question. Can Jessica Andraj, former champion at 115 pounds, can she win a title at 125? Can she beat Valentina Shevchenko? Absolutely not. She cannot beat Valentina Shevchenko. I've said it time and time again, yo. I think Valentina is 1B in terms of female goats. Um, the way she rips through that weight class is there's nothing even close to it. It's an amazing performance by Jessica Andraj, but at the end of the day, is it going to be enough? To fight and beat somebody like, you know, the champion Valentina Shevchenko at at the top of the very lightweight class. Look, at the end of the day, she's gonna get a title shot really quick. She will. She'll get a title shot relatively soon. Um, but she, we're going to see in that fight the same thing that we've seen in all of Valentina's fights that they're just not on her level. It is what it is, man. Um, great win by her though one of the best knockouts of the year, one of the best female knockouts that I've ever seen in my life. Great body shot KO. And let's be honest, man. Um, if we look at some of the best knockouts in female MMA history, Jessica Andrade probably has two of the top five. Uh, the, this one with the body shot and that nasty one, uh, nasty overhand. Oh shit. This, the slam that she has, she might have three of them. The, the slam that she had against Rose Namajunas, this body shot and the huge overhand right that she um, knocked out the uh, the young Polish lady, which I'm blanking on her name right now. Uh, but uh, she is an absolute beast, crazy power in that weight class. So I cannot wait to see what happens, man. But hey, all in all, man, this was an incredible, incredible weekend of fights. So many great fights, man. We learned so much, man. Salute to the, to the new king, man, who has been crowned Teofimo Lopez. Went out there and just absolutely did work, man. Um, I you have to take tip your hat to him for again for those of us who, are though not of us, for those people who are saying that oh it was a robbery, it was this. No, man, it was no robbery. He won that fight fair and square, man. It was a great performance. Um, Lomachenko just didn't start fast enough, and that's on him and his team. But that is also on Fimo Lopez implementing the game plan and showing that the future is now. He is here, and there's gonna boxing is an amazing hands man. I cannot wait to see what's gonna happen next in boxing. Um, there's so many good fights coming up. Again, we have uh, coming up soon. We have Tank Davis fighting Leo Santa Cruz. That fight has a lot of implications coming up. Um, This upcoming weekend, we have an amazing fight card in the UFC, man. We have the return of, in my opinion, the greatest, the pound-for-pound number one fighter in the sport right now, and Khabib Nurmagomedov, he is fighting against the most violent man in the sport, and Justin Gaethje, one of the most entertaining men in the sport, Justin Gaethje. That is this weekend on Fight Island. That is a UFC pay-per-view event. Obviously, we'll be breaking that down. And so much more, man. So, without further ado, this has been Morning Coffee and Fight News with the host of the greatest combat sports and culture of the entire universe. This is the Fight Podcast. I'm the Underground King Surgery Sente. Without further ado, man, I'll see you guys next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Peace out.